Hello and welcome to another ISIS Energy podcast. This is our weekly Friday podcast where we'll wrap up the week's news, uh, especially the big stories. Um, there was some news from the UK this week whereby the government plans to phase out coal-fired generation in the country by 2025 um, and replace it with other sources. And in the Netherlands, a court ruled that gas production from the Groningen field should be capped. Um, so today we'll be talking about the implications of these decisions. So my name's Ben Lee and today with me here today are um, UK Power reporter Henry Evans and Dutch gas reporter Jake Horsland. I guess we'll talk about the UK situation first, Henry. Um, so what exactly was announced? Uh, yeah, so um, Amber Rudd made a keynote speech on Wednesday. Um, basically her, probably her first big speech um, looking at sort of energy policy over the next five years. Um, she's obviously been quite active in cutting renewable subsidies over the last uh, few months. Um, but this was really a, a speech looking at the long-term energy policy of the UK government. And uh, the main um, bit of news that came out was that um, she plans to close all uh, coal-fired, unabated coal-fired power stations by 2025. Um, as much as this was quite a big announcement picked up by the national media and also um, very much um, uh, supported by green lobby groups, in reality, um, this wasn't... Um, wholly unexpected. The, the market itself is already expecting uh, a good deal of coal plant closures over the next uh, few months actually. Um, UK's got just under 18 gigawatts of coal capacity operating at the moment and that's going to be slashed by 33% by the end of next March um, with the closures of Egborough, Long, Long Annet, Ferrybridge and uh, Ironbridge um, which is actually closing today. So in the long run um, this was very much anticipated by the market. Um, indeed, National Grid was saying last year that they only anticipated 3.2 gigawatts of generation to be around in 2025. Um, so it was um, it was a big statement that was made by the UK, picked up by countries all around the world. Um, but uh, the market itself shouldn't really have been uh, and uh, shouldn't really have been taken um, aback by that. Okay, so you're saying that maybe. Uh, much of this was expected to happen anyway, uh, regardless of the announcement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I suppose the the interesting um, angle to this now is, you know, what generation is going to step in to, to replace that. Um, and the, the details are pretty vague at the moment, to be honest. The UK has obviously got its capacity market in place that is trying to bring forward new generation. Um, that hasn't been successful so far. Um, the contracts that were awarded last year in the first capacity market only went to existing generation and just just one new plant secured a contract through that. Um, we've only got one gas plant that is actually taken a final investment decision and is in the process of construction at the moment up to 2025. Um, the long-term plan is really to, to build new gas-fired generation. Um, how that's done whether it's through the capacity markets or um, carbon taxes or what have you, um, is very much up in the air at the moment. Um, so actions really need to uh, follow the sort of uh, words that have been spoken by politicians uh, recently. Okay. Do you think we're going to be uh, going to see more gas fire generation in the future then, or is it just something that's been touted at the moment? Um, I think I think it will happen. Um, it's just a matter of how the the market. Um, sort of adjust in order to, to send out signals for, for new gas-fired generation to be built. Um, in terms of gas sources into the UK at the moment, we have a, a very diverse supply. 
um, coming in from from Norway, um, Europe, and and uh, abundant energy supplies as well. Um, so the gas is there, um, but the actual infrastructure to 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 burn that gas for for electricity isn't there at the moment, and that's the big issue that the UK has. Okay, I see. Um, well, talking about gas, so one of the sources um, of gas for the UK is actually the, the Netherlands. And there was a big announcement there this week to do with the Groningen gas field. Jake, could you tell us a bit more about what was announced? Yeah, so this is the big gas supply story of the year. It's been rumbling on since January. And uh, last week on the 12th, the Dutch court, which was considering the objections of a number of uh, members of the public and, and different political groups to the government's production plan. On the 12th, the court said that it would give its decision on the 18th, and so on the 18th, the court gave its ruling, which was that the cap, which was 33 BCM, would be lowered to 27 BCM, temporarily, um, while the government now has to reconsider um, its, its future production plan. Okay, so is that cap fixed with no, in terms of there's no negotiation around it, or is there some flexibility there? Um, yeah, it's not fixed. It's They've called it a temporary interim measure, basically. What the government now has to do is go back and reconsider its plan. The issue the court raised was that the government had not justified why they had set the cap at the minimum level of production needed in a cold year. So the point that the court made was that in the, in the case that there's not a cold year and we have average or below average temperatures, which so far we have had, you would be producing more gas than is need, than is necessary for security of supply. So the government didn't basically justify why they'd set the cap um, at, at the minimum level needed in a cold year. So what the, gov- what the uh, court has temporarily done is move the cap down to what uh, gas is expected to be needed in an average temperature year. Okay, I see. Um, how did markets react this week and how can we expect them to react <coughs> going forward? Yeah, so um, on the 12th, when the court said it would be giving its uh, ruling uh, on the 18th, um, we saw prices on the near curve gain by around about a euro. So December was up nearly a euro, and then Q1, other winter delivery contracts, uh, and contracts further out all gained by more than a euro. So that was in anticipation. There was a little bit of a kind of buy, buy the rumour, sell the facts sort of thing going on, a bit of speculation. Um, when the news broke on the 18th, there was a bit of a sell-off. So we saw, I think, maybe 30% of those gains unwound on that on that single day. So I guess there's a, a fair bit for people to digest here, um, and I, th- I, th- I guess we'll see a little bit of a consolidation in the next week. Um, fundamentally, though, I think for the winter we're still quite bearish on gas. Um, it will be a slightly it will be slightly tighter now, um, and um, I mean yeah, there's no doubt about that. So I mean we will be susceptible to some some price hikes when temperatures drop, and if we have an extended cold spell in, in Q1, for example. But fundamentally, there is plenty of supply available to meet demand. Um, they have a lot of gas, L gas stored in Norg, which is uh, L gas being what Groningen produces. And then there's plenty of quality conversion capacity to source L gas, LNG coming into Europe at the moment, Russian supplies coming into Europe. So there's there's no question that you know that supply will meet demand this winter, uh, but perhaps it'll be a little bit more volatile. Okay, I see. Well, it, to wrap up then, it sounds like a couple of seemingly big announcements this week, but actually, Markets are not overly concerned about uh, what's been announced, but we'll be following these issues going forward in case, uh, and I'm sh- sure they may have further implications down the line. So please follow us at nice.com for more details. Thanks for listening today, and thanks for joining us today. Cheers.